another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there. On Motto, every profile is verified by a real human, and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash mottoblocktalk or visit the link in my bio. Motto, gain queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theinterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. RuPaul does not have drag delusion because she has entered her getting it right era. Drag Race 15 has come to a close. A winner has been crowned and it's time to discuss what this reign will look like. It's time to talk all things Drag Race 15 finale with my extra special panel, Lucia Fuchsia and Persephone. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Thank you for having us. Thank you for being here. Um, It's crazy to think this has been four months of Drag Race and it just clipped on by honestly that's the that's the quickest way of time travel it's great and and i um am a bad podcaster because this premiered while i was at dragcon uk and i still have two more episodes of interviews to post so i'm sorry friends i'll get it posted eventually i know it's four months late but it'll be there you'll get it before dragcon la (laughs) they have a lot on their plate okay yeah i got a lot on my plate um all right, before we begin, as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertaining podcast where we discuss reality TV show characters presented to the rest of reality production. We are showing the editing and television show once to see we react to what's presented to the real people got an opportunity to go on television show the craft, but they've also been successful to discuss what is said in the podcast is entertainment to discuss reality television show. Now that's out there. <laughs> before diving into final thoughts about the episode and the season, what what did you what did you think of season 15 overall? I personally, okay, this is one of honestly my favorite seasons of Drag Race thus far. Just kind of knowing what was being brought ahead of time, knowing from the beginning what our top four was going to be. I already knew that this was going to be a season full of talent, full of like stunts. Um, And it really like did not disappoint. Like I really, really think that this was the most, you know, incredible season thus far. And I mean, definitely... I was very happy to have a season with a little bit more drama in the past couple of seasons. I was very happy to see some of that tea being spilled. So I really think it satisfied me in all the right ways personally. Yeah, because they brought back that old school drag race charm, I want to say, mm-hmm. um, where they weren't really afraid of uh, social media because um, no one was on social media because that was that long ago. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Persephone, what did you think? I definitely agree. One thing that I did love about this season was how referential it was, Mm because I would say the past like two or three seasons, it's been stale and you're kind of like wondering like, oh, is this the peak of Drag Race? And like they, the talent was amazing. It's just the TV that they put out was so manufactured and like just to see 
girls like Lux or Mistress know that they're shitsters, but do it in a way that's playful and not mean was so refreshing to see. Yeah, it, w- it was definitely, um, again, going back to those old school seasons where people are throwing shade and, and you take it and we as viewers love it. Um, but again, people were afraid of their image and what people were going to say online. And that's, I think, if certain queens went back and filmed their first season again, they would do it differently. I really do. Think oh, that. definitely. Um, also, I would I would have to give it to Lux because Lux, like off the show, has been eating it up. Like, did you see them like reading that fan in their live? I don't know I the not. person behind your profile, but baby, you could come to one of my tour dates and see me on Drag Race next week and the week after that. Goodbye. Be blessed. Listen. Yeah, it, it, yeah go ahead. Sorry. One thing about Lux is she knows her brand and she knows exactly how to deliver things to her. And I really think that got her very far in this season. Mm-hmm. You know, we love we love the energy for her. I mean, at the end of the day, the reality is this is a reality television show. You may be a great drag artist, but it does not guarantee you being great at drag race. And that was proven um, with some of my dear friends this season. Um, Love them to bits. They are amazing drag artists. But for whatever reason, what they were bringing was not right for the show. And that's okay because now they have a platform and they're going to do whatever they want as long as they don't quit drag. They're going to do great. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to have a talk with that girl at DragCon and be like, bitch, are you serious? She serious. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> but that's how she's always been. I I've known her before before the um, transformation to the princess. Mm-hmm. Um, I have so much blackmail on that bitch. I love it. Um, <laughs> let's let's go through this because we're gonna start off with the fun part. From the theater at the Ace Hotel in downtown Los Angeles, it's the grand finale of RuPaul's Drag Race 15. And it's time to welcome to the stage the queens of season 15. And um, you know what we do on this show. We're going to critique them the house down boots. Um, Mm -hmm. And in honor of the finale, we're going to play Final Form or Room to Grow. That's our Uh, version of Two to Boot. Okay, work. All right, starting off with Irene Dubois. Gown and Wings by Monique V. Hair by Koji Chikawa. I think she looks radiant. I love the color story. It's so bright and vibrant. I think she's proven that she has a lot more in the portfolio. So if and when she gets a call to return, I think she's going to be able to bring it to the runway. I will say that the wings do feel a bit weak in comparison to the sparkle and shine of the dress. Love the hair. Would have loved a little matching necklace to go with the earrings to capture the beauty of the bust, but very impressed with this look. Lucia, what did you think? See, I, I feel very similarly to that. I think that... Um, in famous words, before you leave the house, take something off. I think that it was executed very well. But for me personally, there were too many things to be looking at. And I feel like in a couple of her looks throughout the season, that's been like a theme. It's been kind of like everything's there, but there's just too many things to look at. I feel like I could have done the gown with the ears or the ears with the wings. And that would have mm-hmm. made it for me. Um, so for me, I think she looks incredible, but I do think there's room to grow because I think she just needs a little bit of editing um, because I'm the same way. I am a maximalist in all senses, so I get it. But <laughs> I just, I think it was it was a little bit too much for the eye for me, but stunning nonetheless. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. She was, um, it's beautiful, but it's oversaturated. And I feel like that's, that's the mark that she kind of like passes on a lot of her looks where it's like, you could have just edited a little more, have like a little more, like a harsher critique on the final form instead of the idea of it. That's 
her. I'll give her a final form, a soft one, but I'll give her a final form. I think she's in her final form. It's oversaturated. I, I think so too, but I also do want to point out the fact that she paid homage to the butterflies from the previous- She sure didn't. Finale. I sure did that. And um, see, it would have been cunt if she just like died on stage. Oh, and Cameron Michaels came out and stomped on her. That'd be great. There it is. That's the TV right there. For the audience, 84% final form, 16% room to grow. Princess Poppy, look and back brace by Michael Brambilla, hair by styled by Michael. We love it. Yeah. Um, she's going to give you references and we should give her her flowers. This is such a beautiful look and yet it's so camp. Poppy has proven that when she is on screen, she will make the most of her time. She needs attention. She's an attention whore. She needs attention. That's why I love her. Um, no notes. Stephanie, what did you think? Oh my gosh. First of all, her references this season have been incredible and so camp. And I love a queen that uh, will participate in self-effacing humor and mm-hmm. kind of like make themselves the joke. Like they were Rebecca Classcock. This, I thought mm-hmm. it was well done. It was drag perfection uh her hips oh that padding i think i'm a little straight now or bisexual it's crazy because i knew her when she didn't fucking put a pair of pads on her body crazy (laughs) crazy (laughs) i think she looks great i i do think it's the same point of i think editing is important i think the reference is great um but i like her look for different reasons i like the reference to mean girls with the headpiece but i also love just the ruching of the dress the colors of the dress um and i love her so much but for some reason the two just don't look right to me i think if you know it was more like actual headgear and not like a black metallic fabric. I think it would have brought me into the fantasy a little bit more. Um, But nonetheless, I think it was incredible. And her references this season have been chef's kiss. So obviously no notes other than editing. I I do agree with you with the brace kind of taking me out. It wasn't as like, it didn't look like an actual brace. It looks so costume, but regardless. It's a final (laughs) form for me. I agree. Form too. Audience, 75% final form, 25% room to grow. Next, we have Sugar, look by Ray Ortiz, hair by Georgina the Doll Wigs. Um, Angelic era unlocked. This was absolutely magnificent. The way she just simply floats with that tool. Um, the dress is gorgeous and the bust is really beautiful. She gave me that necklace I desired. She Just a simple drop necklace can complete a look. Um, the hair is on brand for the living doll and still marries the concept well. This is how you end your run on Drag Race, by serving exceptional drag. Lucia. I I agree. And for me, it's final form as well. It really shows the progress that she's done throughout Drag Race. I really, from her entrance look to now, I like to think that she is a completely different person. So everything is right. The branding is correct. I feel like for Sugar and Spice, the branding was beginning to be there. But I really do think that both of them, especially Sugar, final form, hands down. Same. I definitely agree. You could definitely see the journey of like, they did have a point of view going in and like now it's like fully realized and like this, her look is probably in my top three. Yeah. Yeah. I would sign off on that one too. Yeah. I would agree. It feels like, remember when Rugrats did Rugrats All Grown Up? It gives me that. The like when they were kids and now when they're teenagers. So the synthesis of it. I love it. Very much. Like, like compare this to her entrance photo and it's like sugar grown up. Yes. Final form for me. Down. 
final form. Audience, 98% final form, 2% room to grow. I don't know who voted boot here, but y'all, come on, that was hate. Next up, Amethyst. Look by Mondo Guerra, hair by wigs by Boba. She's giving you the best of both worlds, a gown and a pop star moment. I think this is certainly an exceptional um, elevation from what she's given us prior. Black and pink power color combo, and you can see that she feels unstoppable. When she revealed in the pop star look, it's still good. Is it necessary? Probably not, but she wants to stay true to the persona that she is, I guess. I don't know. What did you think, Persephone? Uh, I, I liked it a lot. It fit Amethyst, and the reveal, I could definitely understand where people would think that it wasn't as much of, or like a bang of a reveal, but I love that she's keeping true to herself and that her point of view of her drag character is a pop star. Absolutely. Lucia? I, I agree. I think that it's very on brand for her and it's executed perfectly. Um, that being said, I don't think, I think everything's done well, but I feel like the caliber of the looks and the other people and all the other outfits, it's just for me, not up to par. That doesn't make mm-hmm. it a bad look. I just think that for a finale look, I do not think. I think maybe for like a lip sync for your life kind of look, absolutely, but not for a finale. But for her, looks great. So in that sense, final form for me. I'll give her a soft final form. Exactly. Uh, uh, I'll give her room to grow. All right. Audience, seventy-one percent final form, twenty-nine percent room to grow. Robin Fierce. Look by Gerald Hopper, hair by Wigs and Grace. I really love this. Again, talk about power color combo, black and white. I think the only note is I don't love the paneling on the mermaid flare. I would have just kept it tool. She nails the necklace brief with a beautiful silver necklace. She's got jewels for days. This is, the bust line is marvelous. Um, We were robbed of a lot of Robin this season. If she showed up to work in this every day, it would be a best buy. (laughs) Michael, you are too much. Yes, I am. You've been sitting on that one. Oh, this is why I was nominated for Glam Award for Best Writer Blogger. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, friends. Okay. So I think uh, the work that she's done with Gerard, it's all, you know, you can see the the references. You can see that she and him work with this like really low cut um, kind of neck moment, which I think really shows off her chest very well. And I really liked everything from like the shoulders down to like the knees. And then that the kind of, uh, she, I don't even know what to call the like mermaid skirt kind of moment kind of took me out of the shapes she was making. But I think everything together is really great. The color, the color story. Um, I think she looks stunning, but I do think there's room to grow. I would love like a season where we don't do mermaid flare anymore. Like that, just try it out. See what happens. I know. Yeah, be okay. I would love just like a nice pageant right down to the floor. There we go. That's all we need. Yes, bitch. Like give us a little hip cut out something. I don't know. I, I definitely do agree. I didn't really pay attention to the the mermaid um, finishing on the bottom, but now that you do bring it up, it is a little awkward. Like if maybe she could have did the same thing, but just with the tool. Like if she had like a white stripe in the middle and then the rest of the black tool. But I thought the the look was amazing. It was probably the best that she's looked. Stunning. Um, I'll give it a final form. It's final form as well. I would say final form. Audience, 95% final form, 5% room to grow. Next up is Aura. Look by Jeffrey Kelly. Hair by Polished Wigs. Jewels by Gems by Gemesis. I don't think she much cared for the look compared to the focal point being the statement on the fan. Drag is not a crime. And if you think it is, I've got a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. 
Oh. As far as a look, uh, it's safe. It's fine. She looks incredible, but I don't know if there's been a time where she hasn't looked great. I guess she knew she would be sitting for a long time, so she said, I'm going to be comfortable. Yeah. Chris, what I do def- you think? I definitely think that, like, no notes, obviously, but it was, like, very much expected. It doesn't make yeah. me feel anything. It's like, okay, yeah. you came in town, you look gorgeous. You check, you clock into work. Lucia. It was it wasn't my favorite, but definitely final form for me. Exactly. I mean, she's a great example of somebody who knows what looks good on them and how to make that in every kind of variation. And for that, I give props because it takes a long time to know what looks best on you. Um, but again, it just we expect this from her. And um, again, I think editing is important. I feel like if you were going to make the 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 drag is not a crime kind of moment, maybe incorporate it into the dress. Suddenly there's a fan that appears and it kind of was like, oh, wait, is this something separate? So I think she looks great, but I do think it's very safe. I agree. It's a soft final form. I would say room to grow just because I think just the whole point of drag race, the whole point of drag race is making yourself uncomfortable. And I really don't know if I saw much of that from her this season. That's fair. Audience, 81% final form, 19% room to grow. Jax, look by the ball gown boy, hair by Koji Ichikawa. Finish her. This is Jax when she gets to star in a video game where she kicks and flips and cuts off your head. Again, branding. This is quintessential Jax. She's playing with complementary colors with the denim blue and the orange. They work well together. The material is soft, yet the story is rock solid. She's a fighter through and through. Love this hair. Again, it's girly with that edge. Lucia? Um, I think it was stunning on her. I think I love this designer, the ballgame voice. So this was, I'm used to seeing a specific silhouette from this designer. So seeing this in her style was so incredible. I really think this is, for me, one of the best looks she's done so far. It was just so on brand, but again, very elevated, which is what I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. So definitely final form for me. I love this look. This is one of my favorite looks. The only thing that um, throws me off is the proportions of the pieces, they seem long and it kind of eats her up. But regardless, like this is this is quintessential Jacks. And it's it's definitely a, a fully realized drag race money kind of look for her. Yes, yes. Because uh, she would love to make that on her own, but she found someone who can make it even better. Oh yeah, we know that girl could go to work on a sewing machine. Oh yes, we do. <laughs> uh, it is final form for me. Same. Same. Audience, what the fuck are you doing? 66% final form, 34% room to grow. Y'all, I don't even, I don't know, whatever. Get the pitch Spice, <laughs> look by Howie B, wig by Michael DeLuca. It is slightly Halloween gig costume. The trident brings me a small um, Party City leftover. The thing that does elevate the look is the intricate details with the stoning and the beading and the lace. I love the white motif of the motif of her and Sugar. They are a story, but they are living in their own world. Sugar is in heaven. Spice is in hell. I do wonder what black hair would have done, though it might have like made her white face look even paler. But overall, I think that she is starting to show that there is more to life than dolls. Mm, sorry about that. I had to let my cat out. No worries. <laughs> what, what did you think of Spice? The complete opposite of Sugar. And not in a great way. It was, I think there was a lot of room to grow. Um, it doesn't really capture her as well. And like, she looks very ghostly. It does look like Party City Halloween. 
it, it, it's just interesting that we go with like a devil motif after um shannon noodles like uh, after she's kind of been like canceled like why would yeah. we kind of evoke her again but whatever yeah. it's fine do you very much lisa I, I I think the garment itself is incredible and the, mm-hmm. the vision is there for sure. But for me, I when I first saw it, I was like, wait, is she is she purposefully painting the way she's painting? Or was that an accident? It really looked like she got ready in the dark. So I was like, I was not, I'm I love her and I love her makeup. But that being said, if you're gonna do that kind of look, go all the way in because I wasn't super sold on it. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that being said, the construction of everything was great. It's just she didn't fit in it and, and like she looked good in it but it just it didn't work for me dare i say she was painting in sugar shadow <laughs> she was painting in full shadow because she, she was um i'll give it a soft final form again it's an elevation for her I'll, I'll, it's a different look final form i soft elevation like sh- there's a little room for like fully realizing the concept and executing it, but I feel like it's good at the base level. Yeah. I say a soft final form just because like the concepts are there. It's just execution was um, a little questionable. (laughs) Audience, 79% final form, 21% room to grow. Next we have Malaysia Baby Doll Fox. Look by Average Joe, hair by Wigs by Hassoon, nails by Stilettos Nail Bar. I will be the first to say that when you do velvet pieces like she does here and they are not finished to perfection, they kind of look like little plushies. I'm not sure if the swizzles or tentacles from an octopus or what the story we're going on here is. That being said, red is a fantastic color on her. Uh, I could have done without the nude cutout. Um, I'm personally a bit meh about this look. Lucia? I... (laughs) So... The whole season, she's looked great. And we know that she's a pageant queen. So we like expect this silhouette. The silhouette, fantastic. The garment, I don't know what was going on. It There were too many stories. The squiggles, I didn't know what it was trying to give off. It There was no like storyline. But her body looked incredible. Her hair looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Her face is always painted. We never have to question her for that. It's just... Mm-hmm. I didn't understand what story she was trying to tell. So for that, I just, I think there's definitely room to grow because coming up with like a cohesive storyline like Sugar and Spice, that's always very important. And that goes far with building your brand as well. So I think there's a lot to, for her to come for branding. First. I didn't even care about the story. I bought it. I threw mm-hmm. away the, cut the tags. It, it doesn't even make sense to me, but I think it's just one of those weird, interesting kind of like a, uh, this is definitely a reach, and I'm gonna throw my back out with this. But Iris Van Harpen, where it's those mm-hmm, sculpted mm-hmm. gowns, that's that's the thing I appreciate about it the most, as well as with the combination of the flower bow, the uh, feather boa, kind of like softening it up. It was I final point. Yeah, I, I, I think I think it's the velvet that throws me. I think if it was maybe a different material, then it could have had a little more of an impact. Velvet's just very difficult to work with if you're not persistent with it if if it were like if it were like a lame kind of fabric and it was like shining and just hit the light a bit better like sure but like velvet can look lumpy really quick and when you add shapes to it on the front that can just add lumpiness and not the right way and also velvet catches shadows really easily that are Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'll give it a very 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 soft final form Mm -hmm. same I I say room to grow, just, you know, being more cohesive. 
audience yeah. 90% final form 10% room to grow interesting okay. Marsha, 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 look by Gloria Swan Song, hat by Samuel Snodgrass, drag queen era unlocked. Uh, red is a power color. I love that this is vintage, yet has a bit of a modern flair to it. Uh, satin is a really beautiful material, though the top needed a bit of steaming. She's missing bling. While her ears and neck are covered by the fabric, her wrists could have used some jewels. That being said, I think this is cute. Persephone. Um, I love this look. It's not final form for me. There's room to grow because. Um... I did, I love the shape of the dress. I love the dress. I love the idea of the dress, but the top just was not fully there for me. It didn't look like it fit her properly. Yeah. But that being said, my favorite piece of, my favorite piece of this outfit, actually two, is the hat with the little scarf that wraps around and the shoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are perfect pumps. Oh, they really are. Lucia? I, I, I disagree. I think it's definitely final form for her. I think... She's going with a specific storyline, very Brady Bunch, very like of that time period. And I really think if it were to be a character in like if she were an additional character to Brady Bunch or a show in that time, it would be an elevated version of that character. So in that sense, I think that as far as like time reference goes, it really brought me into it and really showed me exactly what branding she wanted to go with. So I think everything is executed incredibly. I love Gloria Swansong. She always makes the most incredible garments. So this honestly one of my favorites. She picked the right person to go for a vintage look. Yes, absolutely. I'll give her a final form. Me too. Soft final form. Audience, 80% final form, 20% room to grow. Suddenly nasty titties, no designers listed. What I appreciate is that she is afloat for the Rose Parade in Pasadena next year. I appreciate her leaning into camp and taking my advice of big hair. It looks so good on her. Uh, this look is huge, and there is just no body to be found. I love the color story. I love the jewelry so much. She is having her cake, and we're having a slice. She is a party girl. She is having fun. I don't know how many seats she took up, but she probably took up an entire row. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Lucia. Girl, let them eat cake, honey. I mean, mm, she does everything so well. I think the bigger, the better. This was campy in all the right ways, and I want a slice of cake. Mm. <laughs> I thought it was phenomenal. I was not a fan of her looks this season. Same. But this completely blew me out the water. It's probably, it is in my top three, along with um, Miss uh, Sugar. I'll give her a final form. Same. Final form. Audience, 75% final form, 25% room to grow. Lucy LaDuca, look by Ruben and Saza, hair by... Any hard makeup by Gage Munster. Uh, she let loose too hard. I just cannot understand what she was thinking. I, I truly wonder if Lux is still in her head that she's generic and she's like, I'm not generic now. Uh, yes, this is bold and refreshing look from the world of Lucy. Do I expect this out of someone like Dusty Ray Bottom more? Yeah, for sure. Her brain is half rotted, and I think that was a cool moment. But at the end of the day, Lucy is a brilliant queen and she has a purpose for everything. I just want to know what the story is because I'm not fully following along. Chris? Boo. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I, I can't. Why would you go to the finale in full Dragula fantasy? I, maybe she's trying out for the show? I don't, I, I, I don't know. It was so disconnected and like, even if I just objectively look at the look itself, it's, it doesn't wow me. It doesn't do anything for me and other people 
do like it. But for me, I'm like, she had a moment to take back everything that was said about her on the show. She could have taken did an entire look of things that people have done already, made it into one thing, and there you have something unique. And there's your storyline. And like her doing this, it's kind of like pick me energy. Yeah, I don't. She's she was looking for attention. I love her, but oof, uh, Thanks, Lucia. But- I okay. So when I was watching this, I was like, I have seen this before. Didn't Victoria Elizabeth Black wear the exact same thing on Dragula? There was something I very think... similar to what she wore, uh, with the yeah. green and the, the she, skeletal. She had, yeah, she had these green rib cutouts, Victoria, and this big hair. And for me, I was just like, that's just Victoria Elizabeth Black on the Drag Race stage. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I it really took me out the second she did that, but. I, I think execution is good, but I just couldn't stop thinking about Dragula. It's like, it's so different from her and sure it's paying homage, but for me, I think the references were a little bit too similar. Um, so I think room to grow. I think um, brand development is important. It's room to grow for me. Room to grow as well. Audience couldn't figure this one out. 50-50, right in the middle. Oh, wow. All right, let's do our finalists. Anitra, no designers listed. Um, okay, kimono she better do red and black are so perfect and works well for the concept i love that she elongated the shoulder elements the stitching on the belt and onto the dress is beautiful and i wish it went even further the hair is amazing i think in my jacks video game that i'm creating anitra is a boss level villain and this is what she would wear oh that's 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 kind maybe they'll lip sync together again i don't know um <laughs> first what did you think um got the job done yeah that's about it it's it's great it's not that interesting to me but maybe it's not for me to be interested by but i think she did okay she was gonna have other things to wear yeah that, that, i was looking more forward to like her fucking uh, performance outfit yeah Lisa. um it was cute it was um i think safe for her um i i i, I love the reference to heritage and such for the look and always love that i just i don't know i anitra has a wow factor and um i think in this finale i was a little let down in a lot of like separate ways she's an incredible performer and had some great looks but this finale i I just i don't know so i think the look was safe um i think the mug was gorgeous you can again never worry about her looking correct in the face um I mean, it was cute. I mean, it was giving, you know, final final fantasy, final boss moment. Yeah. Um, and I think she does that well. Um, so I think it looked cute. I'll give her a final form. I'll say final form, too. Light final form. Audience, 86% final form, 14% room to grow. Lux Noir London, look by Andres, hair by Sean Bennett. She is a fairy princess ballet diva. I will say that it moves better than it photographs. I love this soft color story on her because of the story she is telling. I do not mind no necklace because she has the shoulders and chest, which are fucking fierce. If you got them flaunt it. Um, I do wish the tutu effect wasn't as wispy and a bit fuller, but I got to say this two tone lip is fucking sexy. Like, Oh my God, really well done. Oh, gorge. No, the lip, the eyes that like homage to Lady Gaga, the kind of like, mm-hmm. um, like a ball shape. Love that. Um, again, I saw it on the red carpet, like in the photographs. And I was like, oh, girl, wait, what's going on here? It was giving very like COVID-19, like spiky kind of moment. And that being said, 
walking watching her walk down the runway in that garment definitely changed my mind on that it's it has so much movement it makes her body look very fluid and for that I'd say final form um but it, it really moved so much better than it was photographed mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel this very same way as you in terms of seeing it in the photographs I was like this does not look too finished and then seeing it move changed my mind but it definitely did solidify I did not like the look I wasn't a fan of it I just feel like for everything that she's done, I feel like she went too minimalistic on this. But like yeah. that face stamped. Absolutely. I'll give it a soft final form. I'll definitely say final form as well, too. I say final form. Audience, 65% final form, 35% room to grow. Ooh. Mistress Isabel Brooks, look by Anthony Ladd Canny, uh, hair by Kiss and Tease, jewels by Fierce Jewels. Uh, this is high class drag. Uh, let's go from top to bottom. The hair pageant perfect. This color is exceptional on her. The mug painted as always. The jewels are correct. The gown, honey, she's big girls can wear vinyl and wear it well. The detailing is beyond. This dress is form fitting, curve hugging, and she looks so fucking good. First. This is the final of the top three of my top looks for the night. Sorry, Sasha, you look great, but these girls, I don't know what it is about this look, but she looks like a hard candy. You know, mm -hmm. I just want to pop her right in my mouth. Look at me getting my Ross Matthews on, but like head to toe, <laughs> to the moon, to, to, to the moon. Please, um. Listen, I am a Mistress Isabel Brooks stan, and I am convinced that that woman cannot do bad drag. Um, I think she knows what she does, and she does it incredibly. And this exceeded my expectations. The color story, the hair color, the just the fit head to toe. I was expecting something incredible, but whew, I'm I just got I got real hot. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I need to I need to fix my drag real quick. It. Mm, everything head to toe the full meal this my favorite my favorite look the whole night final form final form yo winning look final form <laughs> audience 95 percent final form five percent room to grow and finally sasha colby look by thomas ogden literally if she does not wear this to her meet and greet at drag con i will feel robbed um i hate to say this but uh this is what you purchase the marsh is what you receive she looks brilliant. Cast her in a modern version of Hello Dolly. I will be there. Again, the detailing, nothing's out of place. The gloves matching the corset that has a tool draping down. Beautiful. Sasha said, I can give you diversity in my drag here. Eat it. Lucia. Mama, <laughs> Miss Sasha Colby. She, okay, these girls are doing drag, but she's doing drag, bitch. I, mm. Everything fits so perfectly. The story was there. She sold the garment so well. She mm, she is doing Miss Continental proud. She's doing everybody proud. And ooh, she can't do anything bad. She looked mm, stunning. I can't even say anything about it without making it my favorite look because I do not consider it. It's in a league of its own. It's so fully realized. And she mothered from the second she was in the car on the way to the finale to the moment that it fucking was announced. Yep. For two Final whole form. Mother. Yep. Final, Final form. She's always been a goddess, but this just confirmed that. Yeah. This was the top look from the audience. 100% Final Form. Damn. All right, well, now it's time to see Mother Darling RuPaul. And after she lip-synced on screen, RuPaul arrives in yellow and 
she's worn better at finales. What was this? Listen, okay, it looked like if Big Bird took like a party streamer and then wrapped it around her, it if you were talking about like Party City, this was that. It mm, you're gonna come out. She's gonna do her favorite dance move, the walk down the runway and move her hands, and then with that, I. I don't know, girl. Something, something didn't. Something seems fishy. Something was in I, the water. I'll tell you. I was like, did Zaldi forget to give you a look or something? Is this for like in the closet? What was this? I was. This is what you wear for a regular episode. This is the finale. What? Why? 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 Whatever. Her show. She can wear whatever she wants. She can. Listen, it's a good thing that song was cute because if it wasn't, I would have been like, ooh, okay. I was too distracted by the dress to, dress to even pay attention to the song. Yeah, same, same. Um, I want to play a game. We're going to play Spot the Celebrity. Uh, let's clock who we saw the audience. Uh, Non-Rue Girls. There were a lot of Rue Girls there, uh, including Miss Joey J, who was just like mugging to that camera anytime it was on her. Here's who I found. Tell me else, who else was there. Uh, Cara Delevingne, front and center in that auditorium. She paid big money for that ticket. Um, we had Frankie Grande and that weird-ass wig. We oh, had yeah. makeup artist Roe with Patrick Starr sitting next to James Charles, who I thought was canceled. So see how much I know. Uh, former Canada's Drag Race judge Jeffrey Boyer Chapman in the house. And we had funny lady Nicole Byer. Uh, who else did we spot? Okay, I, I know you said no Drag Race Girls, but there was a moment where I saw Monique and she just has these glasses on and she's just like sitting there disassociating, watching the crowd out of drag. And honestly, <laughs> I I just, I wish to be that like level of unbothered in my life. Um, But anyways, I, I don't know. I mean, you kind of named the ones that I saw. I yeah. mean, Patrick Starr looked incredible as always. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I saw a lot of like drag queen girlies that I assume are like LA based queens. Um, mm-hmm. but I, uh, did you get any one purse? Uh, I saw Frankie, I saw Patrick Starr, I saw um, Jeffrey. But the ones that stood out to me were the drag race girlies, like the ones that are not rude girls was Alexis P. Bells and um, Darby Lynn. That's the only. Mm-hmm. I like I was just so enamored by just the reaction shots of everybody just every time Sasha yeah. came up <laughs> well Rue is going to welcome us to the finale and remind us that drag is not a crime um but looking this sickening should be Rue you can't say that we're in that come on girl no no Rue will give a shout out to all the clubs that are watching across the country and by clubs like Two. We have New Beginnings in Johnson City, Tennessee, Mr. Mr. in Dallas, Texas Crossings in Lexington, Kentucky, and so many more. Um, why do our bars not get shout outs? I smell collusion. Uh, I don't know. I know if the camera was on me, I'd be I'd be shaking my ass on that screen. These girls, when they turned the camera, they were like, yeah. I'm yeah. like, you want television on Drag Race. You better find your moment. You better find your angle. Girl. Let's be real. They were not watching anything because this was filmed uh, with nothing ago. on that TV screen. <laughs> Ruth shares that there will be a QR code that will pop up through the show where you can donate to the ACLU Drag Defense Fund. Uh, do it, friends. And if you have not done so already, uh, do it again if you want to do it again. We're going to say hi to our Judge Judy's, Michelle Visage, Carson Cressley, who we now have learned was absent most of the season due to COVID, uh, Ross Matthews, and T.S. Madison. Do we think T.S. Madison will be continuing as a permanent judge next season? I hope so. 
I have a feeling she will be. Listen, I mean, she's bringing the looks that I think the judging panel isn't bringing anymore. I think that she represents a great new era of representation and drag and excellence. So I hoped, I fucking hoped so, because every single time she's been up on that screen, she, mm, video vixen. Now, I, I think mathematically we are now surpassed, we've like surpassed the change over time because I think season seven was... Uh, the debut of Ross and Carson. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, if we have to bring in new people, I'm not mad. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I'll take a phone call. I'm not famous, but I'll take a phone call. <laughs> Ruth shares that our final four finalists will perform solo numbers inspired by their charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. And in the end, two queens who impress Rue the most will go head to head in the final lip sync for the crown. Now, here's how we're going to do things. As we discuss each performance, um, I've asked my panelists to score the performances from one to 10. I will use a calculator to score the performances and we will see based on our assessments if the right two queens made it to the final lip sync. Shall we begin? Let's go. Let's get All the- right. It's your girl, Anitra. Six letters, three vowels, and a whole lot of ducking talent. Um, in Anitra's opening package, the big looked cunt in that black and yellow catsuit. And then the pageant out of drag look, very cute. Also, please note the makeup scar. It is in boy form, too. Right over that eye. Um, now I'm like, is that actually real? Like, what is that highlighting something? Um, I don't know, but I was turned on. I was like, <laughs> Correct. Um, I, I I will, I need to, to, to ask this. Um... Does she know how hot she is? Because she doesn't seem like so. the person who flaunts it. I hope so, because she is hot. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we're, we'll probably learn that um, later on that um, I'm definitely not her type, and that's fine. Um, <laughs> it's okay, girl. Uh, there's other people. There are other fish in the sea, other ducks in the pond. Um, but yeah, she looked good. She looked very, very good. She says this journey for her has been a transformative and she's very grateful. She thinks it's important to represent for drag and drag arts because drag is freedom and drag is a place where we get to erase ourselves and build ourselves up again and be whoever we want to be. She'll give a special thank you to her dad. She says if it wasn't for him, she would not be sitting in that chair and she hopes she makes him proud. She cries and it was really precious. Very, very cute. We will get to see her do a photo shoot in a stunning silver gown and that fork. Um, it's true. She ate. I don't know what those photos were for, if it was just for fun, um, but all four of them, excellent job. Listen, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to need copies of all four of those photos because I need to hang those up because mm-hmm. <laughs> that was drag. She shares that for her solo number. Uh, she has been working with the music producer to get the song together and make sure the lyrics and meaning are right. The song is called Lotus. She says that the Lotus can only blossom on top of the lake after they've gone through all of the mud and all of the bullshit they have to preserve to become who they actually are meant to be. And she is excited to perform in the finale because as Jasmine Kennedy said, this is her moment and she's about to have it. Anitra says it's time to crown this fucking duck. All right. So before we discuss this, there were reports that in the first take, one of her dancers got injured during the number as they were doing a stunt. This meant her number had to be fixed as well as all of the others, because if you pay attention, there are certain formations that were meant for six backup dancers and not five. Um, I'm not saying this is going to affect anything in my scoring, just a thing to note. Um, do either of you have any more intel to exactly what happened? I, 
I heard one thing. I mean, I heard so many things. I heard that maybe she had during one of the takes like done a kick or something and then like hurt one of the backup dancers and I think hurt like their leg or their arm or something. Cause I saw like a behind the scenes photo of like Anitra ducked over with one of the backup dancers. So Mm -hmm. I think it was just like an accidental maybe like kick or twirl because honestly, I did notice that. I did notice that during the performances, I feel like, for across the board, it wasn't a hundred percent like energy levels. So maybe that could have played into what had happened prior to that. So it, it seemed very like improvised on the spot, but I, I heard that it was either a kick to his knee or like she fell while they were lifting her up and fell on him. But that's about it. Ouchie, ouchie. All right. I thought this song was perfect for her. She looked incredible. Uh, that Casu is a Casu, but it's elevated and very much on brand for what she brings. She has star power. And she knows how to captivate on stage. And that's the thing I think um, Anitra has that a lot of other contestants this season did not bring. Chris, what did you think of her performance? Oh, I loved it. Star quality. Um, I would say one through 10. I would say it was probably like an eight. Okay. okay. I think the cat suit kind of, we've seen her in a cat suit so many times that I was like, I was kind of waiting for like a gown moment where, uh, probably even a highly conceptual like Irene no not Irene um Diabetti remember how she had those mm-hmm. I thought we would get production like that from her but I thought she did great I like I like the song it resonated with me Lisa. I think she looked great um the outfit was stunning it was beautifully stoned again um we I've seen we've seen this body many many times but um I think she looked great and I watching the performance it, it kind of like seems like it was like a second take because you know for Nitra we have star quality we know that we have stunts we have flips we have kicks um the only thing I remember is she did one split during the number and like pranced around um (laughs) correct me if I'm wrong but it didn't it didn't feel like an Anitra number for me um that could have been for any other reason which I we now know there are some things that happened but um for her, I would do like a seven and a half just because with her track record, um, I was expecting like incredible production, like high production, high kicks, high splits, everything. So yeah, that's what I'm I the out, am I, I'm the outlier with 9.5 for my score. I thought it was great. Oh my gosh. Uh, so that would give her a 25 out of 30 from us. Not okay. terrible, not terrible. Oh. Let's talk about her Rue chat. How has her life changed since being on Drag Race? Well, she says it's been absolutely incredible to travel around and spread all this queerness and flame and hot pussy everywhere. She says that her superpower is leaping over women with BFAs. Shout out, Marsha. That was very funny. Did not expect that from her. Uh, but her kryptonite is any brown man over six foot. So um, I am 0 for 2 with that statement. <laughs> Supporting her is her stepmom and her father. Papa Nietzsche has been apparently trying on Anitra's wigs and they're all his favorite but he is a long fall girl have I not heard that phrase before long fall I I don't think I've heard that before I haven't I've never heard it but apparently Anitra's dad knew exactly what she was talking about (laughs) no Anitra's dad was playing along Anitra's dad was terrified and no idea what was going on um but he was a trooper he was definitely a trooper yeah um papa anitra cannot walk the duck um because he has bad knees and i was like same girl i can't do that this is why i would never do drag because i can't perform because my knees are so bad papa anitra's advice to families raising a drag artist is always love support and just be there for them 
I would also like to point out that the glory spot where they put the loved ones was the same row where Spice was sitting. Um, and you could make memes out of Spice is not impressed. Um, could they have picked a worse person to put there? Yeah, they could have. I just like, she did yeah, not. No rice. <laughs> she just did not know what to do. She wanted to look at the camera. But she was probably told, don't look at the camera. And she's just sitting there unimpressed. And I was like, someone's got to swap seats. I, like, at least put sugar there. It was giving very House of Wax. It was bad. giving. It was giving like they sp- had to spawn somebody in from like the like extra characters. They were like, "Oh, we got to put somebody there in place." You know, very strange. NPC. Very strange. Who's the NPC? NPC. Yes. <laughs> I think Anitra made a great impression, and having her dad there, I think, was very special. Um, it was a good night for Anitra. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would say she fully made me cry in the bar when she started talking about her dad. Yeah. And I think that's what resonated with a lot of viewers this season is we got to hear her story and hear how it's impacted her um, as a drag artist, as a human. Um, and, and that's why we watch this show is for those mm-hmm. conversations and to see people who resonate with us and mean something. So uh, good night for Anitra. Good night. Mm-hmm. I agree. We, we we really got to see her open up. I feel like beginning of the converse, co- competition, um, we were just seeing service level Anitra and we really dug into her character. And for me, that's what Drag Race is all about, is really seeing the facade kind of break and letting yourself be whoever you want to be and, you know, going outside the comfort zone. I would definitely say that she was like the heart of the season, this uh, this season. All right, let's move on. Lux Noir London. The it girl has arrived in mint condition. She's the saint, the brand, the fantasy, and whatever that giant head was. Um, when I open Drag Race World Amusement Park, this will be one of the character meet and greets for Lux. Uh, she did it to herself. So sorry, Lux. That's what's going to happen now. Um, she says she came into the competition talking a big game, and she definitely thinks that she put her money where her mouth is. She walked into the workroom 40 inches first question mark uh she won a couple challenges she was the top a lot she had some pretty stellar looks with some fashion on the runway but enough about her she says that she brings a special joy to drag the little extra oomph the jeunesse quoi uh shout out to jeunesse quoi we love her um she will say that she lives her life with a suit of confidence but she also has feelings and heart so clearly the fandom has gotten to her but no matter what this emotion she is displaying is because she wants this crown so fucking badly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say now that photo shoot gown was that she was wearing, that silver masterpiece, best thing she's ever put on her body. What an extraordinary moment. What did you think of this uh, little intro package? I love the intro package. The performance itself was where I kind of like unsubscribed. Oh, we'll the- get there. We will get there. Oh, we will get there. No, she she looked great, but I don't know what she was giving with this bobblehead. I don't know what the story was. Was that a reference to something? I don't know, because like, obviously the last time we saw some sort of like plushy bobblehead type thing was Nina West's um, plushy character thing. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, because that face mask was not really executed as well. But sorry, Lux, I have to put it into the theme park now. Everyone's seen it. <laughs> Right. I mean, I was like, did they like spawn in like the quirk out um, like, plushy person from World Wonder? <laughs> it's I was possible, like, it's possible. He had to do, he had to do step in. <laughs> um, she will. She will also say that she wants to win so badly. She will do anything for it, including commit 
crimes, petty crimes, arresting, arrested, but not going to prison. Um, and then she says the original song she'll perform is about being lavish. It's about fashion. It's full of life. So let, let, let's go through this. It's an electro track. I'm not sure if that's her vocals or not, but the producer behind this track didn't really do her justice. The mixing was a choice. With the track being what it was, she had an uphill battle to conquer it. And she performed. She certainly executed that part. Um, I think her red look with blonde hair with a red streak looked fine. Um, it was not a moment as we've seen her have moments and especially for a song giving fashion i need fashion um the other thing that didn't help her is she is so petite and those dancers were men and big men i think she's ready for the big time her challenge when she works the world is to make sure that she is the star it will come down to her look and what her dancers are wearing and it will come down to the track and how it highlights her talents i think she's on her way but this performance was sadly not crowning worthy kills me to say that lucia he um i agree i agree and i think um i'm gonna go with the look first the look was great i think the reveal was a little you know it was fine she took something off and there's something underneath congratulations like love that for you um love the design work the stoning the hair didn't do it for me um but also Okay, so we, we've heard this before that, you know, she's a big Naomi Smalls fan. Was it giving, it's fashion, it's fashion. Like, was it not serving Naomi Smalls, it's fashion? A little bit, a little bit. I definitely remember like getting a flashback of Naomi when she was like doing that walk across the stage. I was like, oh, this is kind of giving Naomi right before she did the reveal. Mm-hmm. T, it, it's just the song sounded even so similar to that same track, so... Um, the performance was fine. Um, I think her backup dancers went up to her a little bit. Um, and I don't know, you know, she just needs to know how to be the star of her performance and not get, you know, overshown. I like the hair a lot. Would you wear the hair? Hell yeah, I would wear that hair. Um, the outfit itself. I'm a little conflicted because like, I liked it before the reveal but I didn't like the two together. So I like them individually, but the as a reveal, it just, it was like, oh, that's what, that's what you revealed to? What a choice, okay. All right, scores, who's given what? I'll give a seven. I also am gonna stay with a seven as well, um, which honestly surprises me because she's incredible. She's a great performer, but this was not her night. So I say oh. a seven for that. I give yep. her a seven as well. 21 out of 30. Um, <laughs> and listen, there it is. Now let's talk about her chat with Rue. Rue says that Lux has a drag race quote for everything. What is the quote that sums up how she's feeling right now? She says, I can't wait to see how this turns out. Did she already use that on the show? Rue put her on the spot. She couldn't think of anything else on the top of her head. She says she is feeling on top of the world and she has been dreaming of this moment since she knew what drag race was. She saw herself in the finale. She says it's wild when you put all of your energy, heart, and effort into what you really want to achieve in life. The possibilities are endless. And I thank you, Lux, for that advice. I will put all my energy, heart, and effort into finding a twink to love me. Hey, mama. Mama, I'm right here. Supporting Lux is her lovely mother and her boyfriend, Thomas. Mother Lux says that Lux gets her creativity from her mom, who is no longer with us, but she knows that she's looking down on Lux so happy. She says she always gets it from her dad and it's the whole family. And Ruth says, they're all very modest. (laughs) 
Thomas says his favorite thing about Lux is everything. He is so proud that he gets emotional. Um, and I can't wait to have that when I do something significant in my life too. Why does Lux love drag? She is able to express every wild, crazy thought that it's ever that she's ever had. It's the reason she wakes up in the morning and what keeps her up at night. She wouldn't be half the person she is today if she never discovered drag. And I think that's the sentiment of what Lux's journey on Drag Race was. She is the queen of the new generation personified. Um, I, I agree. I also believe that she didn't really dig deep in her answers and... Uh, as far as like, you know, when Sasha's answer felt very at heart for, it just kind of, for me, felt like a pageant answer in the like, the like, you know, drag is my expression and drag is this. And I didn't really see much of her personality that we saw a lot of in the, and like throughout the season. But um, I don't know. I know what she does and I know her message. It's just, I don't know. Anything can happen with a lot of nerves, but I just, I feel like it was a little bit of a pageant answer personally. I agree. It felt very contrived. That's one thing yeah, that I feel like we missed is that uh, she gave us TV, but I feel like we were missing who she is like emotionally and like below the surface level. Yeah. I, I think Lux had a fine send off here. You could tell that Rue was like, thank you for playing. Try again next time. <laughs> She's like, you uh, didn't answer that correctly, but good try. <laughs> no. All right, we're going to take a moment in our programming to honor the iconic Bob Mackie. Are you familiar with his work? Of course. Um, hell yeah. I have 17 Bob Mackies in my closet, didn't you know? Wow. Hold on, I have a dial too. <laughs> the video uh, package features a history of the designer, including him getting his first sewing machine when he was 21 from his grandmother, his time at Paramount Studios, his former wife and son Robin, his love affair turned relationship with Ray. We learn that his work has included the infamous Marilyn Monroe dress um, work on the Carol Burnett show and more, more, more. Bruce says that Bob Mackie is her hero and we are reminded that he was the first ever guest judge on Drag Race. Um, we have to take her for her word because we really couldn't see it because hashtag season one filter. <laughs> Bob Mackie has received the first ever giving us lifetime achievement award. Um, now he's going to be in the house and we'll give a cute little speech speech where he tells the Queens around the world to not let anything or anyone dim their sparkle. Oh, and what's the tie in here with the Bob Mackie documentary? We love a product placement. Mm-hmm. What are your feelings on Bob Mackie? Are you, are you Mackie stands? Oh, I mean, of course it's the pinnacle of like, excellence and like excellence in tv and film and fashion i mean when i mean what's <laughs> it's just the pinnacle of just high fashion i i love him and i love that they brought him back after being the first judge ever on drag race and first season so like it's it's great to just see the representation he's had especially on the drag race stage and just that you know he's a name that will be around forever and it's not you know a style or designer that will ever go out of style and i definitely think he deserves it love absolutely yeah I, i'm not i'm not a bob mackie stan by any means but like i definitely could appreciate his work and like his uh like his signature flair to all the pieces that he makes is so specific and also it seemed very very like out of love like a labor of love all his pieces with bob mackie being there rue couldn't wear a mackie gown thank you that's the tea there's so many the archive is incredible come on girl literally now i'm going to assume this is going to be a thing for future seasons 
I'm going to let you think on it for a second, but who would you like to see get this honor? I'm going to say, give it to the queens that paved the way. Lip Sinka, Jackie B, Sherry Vine, Lady Bunny. Remind the children that RuPaul was part of a generation of talent that still shines today. Mm-hmm. Like I, easy, easy put it, give it to Lady Bunny. She's been on the show. The fans know who she is. But the, that whole generation, RuPaul would not be RuPaul without them. No, honestly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, you have to pay homage to the people that really did the hard work to get us to where we are today. Like Sherry Vine would be such an incredible person to take this. Like, you know, I I really think it's the, for the people who paved the path. I agree. Could I be a little messy with y'all? Absolutely. I think Matthew Anderson should get it. Gag. Um, hey, you know what? I mean, there was a time when Rue was not going to be Rue without Matthew Anderson. <laughs> For what, 15 years, was it? Facts, 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 facts. I, I believe that Matthew Anderson should get an achievement award from Drag Race, specifically for his work. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to our next contestant. For the moment she stepped in the workroom, she knows the, that she gagged the girls. That's why she's a showstopper. It's Mistress Isabel Brooks. We have to talk about that first look she showed us, that multicolored extravaganza eleganza. I'm sorry, that is one of my favorite looks I've ever seen on her. She looks breathtaking. It fits her immaculately. Color can be a scary thing on a big girl, but she is bringing you joy like a rainbow. And I kind of want that boa. I don't have a reason for it, but I want it. No, really. You don't have a reason for it until you have it, and then you have every reason for it. Exactly. <laughs> I will I will go to the supermarket in it and uh, make everyone realize, yes, I'm a flaming homosexual. Take it to the shower, place it on the toilet. There bit. it is. Boom. But then she's like, here, I'm Dom Daddy Cowboy out of drag. I was like, oh, okay, that's an interesting um, <laughs> look. Okay, go for it. But she says that she wakes up and thinks about drag. Drag is her job. Drag is what she does in her free time. It's just more than a career. It's her literal life. She says she represents for the plus size girls, Houston, Texas, and anyone who has been told that they couldn't. She is living proof that you can as long as you put your mind to it. Look at Mistress giving me uh, good advice again. I'm putting my mind to getting a twink. We love a running theme here. She says that her drag race journey was a unique one, and she is happy to say that she wasn't thrown off, but she did experience things for the first time. She will share that she had an emotional moment during the season, and watching it back has been crazy, as her story has resonated with so many people. She has people come to her and ball when they see her, um, as they too have been through similar things with their families or haven't seen someone like them on television. She's grateful to make these connections. And again, this photo shoot, Immaculate. She's giving you vintage Hollywood. It fits her so well. Love the play of the black and the white and the silver and the glimmer and the stoning. Um, she'll be performing her original song, Delusion, which may or may not be a girl who is patient zero, who is ready to cure the town of delusion. Uh, she feels like the song represents everything that Mistress is as a celebrity, as, as it celebrates authenticity and being yourself. All right, what do we think of this little intro package? I think it's Gorge. I think that like that first rainbow gown is, I think, one of the best things that's ever been on Drag Race ever. Um, it's everything I want in pageantry. It's everything I want in fashion. Yeah. Um, and it's just signature her, I think. It really just represents her in every single form of what she is. Um, Mr. Zell Brooks is not fucking around. Um, so I really looks incredible. 
I thought the same thing. Like when when that rainbow dress came up on screen, I had to like stop and really assess my feelings because it made me feel like I should hate this dress, but it's so well done and so yes. gorgeous. Like I love anything that gives you a feeling, and that whole package, like it was very pageantry, but like you could see who Mistress is. Like she's shown through it too. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Dilution. Uh, this was the track that I really would love to know how much of a collaboration process she had with the music team. Because for me, it just was not the ticket. She knows how to lip sync. But when it comes to having a track with multiple voices and essentially different characters, you must be able to give variety and variation. Go back to Pandora Box. She camped up her track, gave you insanity when the other voices came through. Mistress did not do that. And I think that's why for me, it was not a successful performance. That being said, I loved her look. We love a big girl in latex already. I've said it before. Also, Nicole Noskby is shaking that someone did a nurse look before her so bitch get on the show already and just stop it um backup dancers in those looks black and white condoms um again who made that choice the best part of the performance was that lift give that choreography team credit for making that moment happen because it did give hope for all the big girls that says fuck the standards you too can have your katya moment mm-hmm. i just would have loved bigger choreo from her overall i was not impressed and i really am upset about that mm-hmm. first I didn't like the song. I it just seemed very disconnected. Mm-hmm. Like she seems it wasn't it wasn't like it was there, but it was like she made it to 90% and just stopped and was like, this is fine. You almost have to wonder if she got really screwed by losing a dancer. Like was something else yeah. missing because of that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Um she looked amazing. <laughs> Um, I think she looked amazing. I feel like the reveal was like, oh, again, took something off and I have something underneath. Congratulations. Um, the mesh I, part was gorgeous. That was my favorite part of the look. The mesh part was gorgeous. The little like, like, uh, thing in the front, like, oh, I, I think she looks incredible. The face is painted, everything. Um, I, I, I just wasn't, I, I think the hook was really fun. I'm the bird of a drag deluge. I think that was yeah. really cute. Of course, that's going to be stuck in my head, but um, it just didn't seem like it was a song for her. It seemed like it was a song about her, but yes. it seemed like it was a song, it wasn't a song for her. So I agree. Um, even the, okay, even the choreography she did when the backup dancers were doing it, she was giving 20%. There was a moment where she was just kind of whipping her hair um, and that was it. And we know what she brings. I've seen videos of her at Roscoe's. I've seen videos of her performing all over the world. She can do the kicks. She has high energy. So I don't know what was going on. Maybe she was screwed over by losing a backup dancer. But again, something seemed off. But she looked great. All right, give me your scores. I would say seven as well. If I were to score just the look, I would do a 10. But the look with the performance, I would have to do like a 6.5. I gave her a five. So she gets 18.5 out of 30. Sorry, mistress. All right, let's talk about her chat with Rue. So what is something that fans would be surprised to learn about her? She says that they won't believe her, but she held so much back and watched her mouth. Even Rue was rolling her eyes with that answer. Um, mistress's message for all the big girls out there put that down I love cheese I'm not going to put it down no <laughs> she will say that to anyone out there big or small whatever it is you're capable of doing anything anyone else can do life is so short live every day to its fullest and never let a bitch keep you down um, and I think 
that was the message of what her, her performance wanted to be, especially with that lift. Um, just wish the rest of the performance is up to par. Totally agree. Supporting her are her drag mother, Chevelle Brooks, and her best friend, Stephen. Chevelle is asked if there is a softer side to Mistress, and Mother Darling says her pads. Um, so Chevelle Brooks for season 16? I think I so. I mean, I think maybe as judge for season 16, I think she serves Mother. I think she serves So everybody. does Sasha Colby. Well, is Sasha Colby going to be the host of Drag Race? Yeah, we'll, we'll give her that. I mean, I honestly, I, I would love to see a season that's hosted by Sasha Colby, but... Um, Definitely get Chevelle Brooks up in Drag Race now. She says she is really a sweetheart. She speaks from the heart and she made her and Houston proud. She's asked why drag families are so important. And Mistress says her drag family is her family and she's learned so many life lessons through drag and she owes so much to Chevelle Brooks. She taught her so much as an entertainer, but more importantly as a person and how to navigate her life as a queer person. And because of her, she gets to travel and carry on that legacy and nurture the next generation, even if they are five days younger than her. Shout out Sugar and Spice. Um, I forget that they're all children. I think Mistress um, was incredibly good television and has brought something to the show I feel has been missing for a while. This may not have been a winning package, but this bitch is ready for the next chapter in her drag race journey. She will be on All Stars. Definitely. And she's only 24. Yeah, she's a baby. Yo, Mistress Isabel Brooks and I are the same age, and that's crazy to me because she's also, she's been doing drag like, twice the amount of time as I had as well, which is crazy because like age-wise we're the same, but also like she lived lives before me, which is wild. Yeah. All right. Final contestant, she is Sasha Colby, the bombshell of season 15. Um, This look was not my favorite in that little runway section. She's done better, but hey, sometimes perfect isn't always perfect. She says that the season has been so wild with so many fun memories and calls it an out-of-body experience. She doesn't even know who that girl is on TV. Also, that out-of-drag look, uh, that is someone who owns 100% of the company. Boss-ass bitch. She is so glad that everyone got to see Sasha Colby doing her hair whips in actually 40 inches. Love that shade from her. She says that she has evolved so much, not just in drag, but as a human being. She will say that she is the double door of drag. She thanks Mistress and calls her a muggle. Um, is it bad that I don't remember that moment at all because of I what, 50 weeks it. ago? I don't remember that at all. Was that an untucked moment? Maybe. I guess it was during the tie-dye runway, which we all remember was just disaster for everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't remember it. And once again, whoever did these looks for these photo shoots, Slade, like she looked regal. Um, she looked expensive. I would let her use me as a footstand, like just, just the way she was sitting on that couch. She wants to tell her family, both her chosen family and the few biological family she keeps in contact. Thank you for believing in her. And she says that this last round is the cherry on top of an amazing season. And her song is Goddess. And it's her take on a Medusa snake goddess. She says, you're going to get everything you want from Sasha Colby. This little video package, I was like, okay, I'm not like feeling anything new or special from it. She's just stating facts. I felt the same way. I think the the standout for the video package, for the intro package for me, was that confessional look. Mm-hmm. And that red hair. Mm-hmm. Oh my, like. Guards. She's doing something to me. I, I agree. But also I think that like when you're on the level of what you're doing at as Sasha Colby is, I think that like, all you have to say is facts. I really don't think there's anything crazy to be said when 
she is the mother. She is mother. She has paved the way. She's been doing this 20 plus years. What else is there to say other than facts? That's what I, I was like for yeah, me. Yeah, that's fair. Sasha Colby could have just been like, thank you for having me on Drag Race. Good night. And I would have been like, thank you so much. That's fair. It was very much her moment of uh, the talent will speak for itself. Literally. And let's speak. Let's talk about it. She knows how to not only entertain, but captivate in a way very few can achieve. She gets walked in in the arms of five sexy fucking men with the snake gown cascading across that stage. That is a goddess entrance. The track is perfect for her. It was a rap track that was on brand. The hair pull moment with the boys. Damn, that was good choreography. And yes, one of the fellows had two braids in his hand because it was meant for six people. But you'd never know with this performance. The bitch can serve face. And what she did that Mistress didn't do is create a new variation for that vocal break. That is how you slay the lip sync. Of course, she had to do the next snap. Slay. This bitch is a goddess. First. Holy on that stage. Like, I didn't I didn't really pick up the, the reference of the, um, the neck crack until the last one. Mm-hmm. So when I finally realized it was the neck crack from the acting challenge, I was like, oh, this, this is like even better than what I thought. Just... Oh my God, like referencing herself, doubling down on the goddess motif. And then like her choreo was probably the strongest I've ever seen on Drag Race in the 15 seasons and the all-stars and the international versions, like so easy fluid. She knows how to do a production number. She's done it many, many times. And and that's what I think worked to her advantage, Lucia. Um. Everything about this was correct for me. Um, there were a couple of moments that I like to think were references to Miss Continental performances, um, like such as the next snap. The next snap is people like to think is just a reference to one of the episodes on uh, from the acting challenge, um, but it is a reference to when she's doing two on two at Miss Continental, where she goes, where she snaps her neck at the Continental performance. So she's paying homage from ten plus years ago on a drag race and then into the finale. So for me, I am able to see the whole progression of Sasha Colby. So the performance is incredible. Um, I, she looks amazing and I expect that from her. And I don't know, I was I was emotional from this one. Give me your scores. Oh, so- Can I give an 11? No. <laughs> okay, 10. We'll do an 11, 10. Uh, she gets perfect score, that's a 30 for her. Um, yeah, it was, it was so good. Are we surprised? No, we're not surprised. <laughs> Let's talk about her chat with Rue. Rue will say that Sasha is goddess, but the goddess of what? And Sasha says goddess of hair flips. She she almost fumbled that one completely. She's like, I don't want to answer this question. You know I'm the goddess. She says that the best part of this journey was meeting the fans and parents who come up to her and are not just accepting, but celebratory of drag. Rue will ask her about the term mahu and what it means. And Sasha says in Hawaiian, it is the third gender in Hawaiian culture. People in the community trusted queer people and mahus to handle their kids because what is more divine than knowing both feminine and masculine energy? That was important. I'm glad we have a context and a story behind us uh, because what better way to have this kind of conversation than the biggest stage in drag? So beautifully put and it was so short and simple and straight Mm -hmm. to the point. I mean, hey, she's just incredible representation for everyone and mother is mothering. And I don't know, I I love her and I love the message she gives across. She's so, she's so talking about people who are personal and come from the heart. She speaks from her heart. You know, there's a lot of people in entertainment who are like energy healers of sorts. And I believe that she is, her purpose in drag and entertaining is to heal and to show love and acceptance. Um, and honestly, from it's actually Sasha Colby was one of my first drag shows ever, 
ever. I went and saw nightgowns at um, uh, in Williamsburg and seeing her perform was my first time performing. So I can experience hands on that she heals. You feel love, you feel seen. And I'm glad she finally has the stage to show that. that. Supporting oh, her, well, go ahead, go ahead. I, I was gonna say also like, it's beautiful to watch this whole thing. Cause it even started with like Carrie's journey and like showing like how she talked about Sasha and how she treated the other girls. You can see like her influence when you get to like see Sasha on TV and like interact with her. Supporting her are her chosen family. It's her best friend's fiance and content creator, Clint Clark, as well as her sister from Hawaii, Laurel Thompson. Clint admires Sasha's fearlessness and commitment to what she does. He loves that she's also able to act a fool and share that side of her. Did Carl make him feel tingly inside? He said they're family, so he's not going to answer that. But Sasha, he says that he loves the manifestation moment, so... She is seeing herself on TV. She's seeing acting. She's seeing music. And it's all thanks to this show and room. She's a star. This was going to be the only moment they had to crown her. And they treated her just that way. This was a great, great package from her. Mm-hmm. Can, I, yeah, can I say something in addition to this? I, sure. I just want to add to this. I, I think Drag Race helped her get here quicker. But I do think that she is somebody in the community um, that was going to get to this level either way. I think Drag Race really excelled that for her and I'm glad for that. But they're like, there are only a handful of people that I really feel like are people who paved the way. She's a superstar. She doesn't get there either way. So yeah. moving on. Rue brings back our girls as she makes some decisions. Rue has decided the two queens moving forward to the final lip sync are Anitra and Sasha Colby, meaning it's the end of the line for Mistress Isabel Brooks and Lux Noir London. Um, based on our numbers, we agree. Yeah. I, I, this was what I thought the end would be. Um, also, my mom pointed out that Mistress looked pissed and that clap was that she was doing was very fake. I get it. She wanted this. She was upset and she showed that. Meanwhile, Lux... I think she knew there was no dra- drag delusion there. She was disappointed, but she knew the writing was on the wall. Mm-hmm. I just wish we would got some like exit lines from both of them. Ooh, that would have been good. Just one last statement. Thank you. Or something. Yeah. They, they didn't get their own like exit moment. Well, I guess we only had a little time because we had other segments to deal with still. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. But I also think that like, if we were to ask Mistress Isabel Brooks what she was thinking right up in that moment, I don't know if television would have been able to televise what she would have said. <laughs> That's so. fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> oh, really? All right. Our next segment will showcase the Rusical Wig Loose. Uh, Ruth says that last summer they filmed Wig Loose the Rusical set in an American town where drag was outlawed. Less than a year later, that fiction has become a harsh reality, reminding us that we can never take our human rights for granted. We're going to get a message from, quote, drag fans everywhere. Um, it did hit me. With most of the people, um, it's it, it is emotional to see what's happening and ha- and the fact that we still do have to keep speaking out. Um, and this was just a reminder that when we do stop, that's when they will win. So we can't let that happen. But this video package featured the likes of Latrice Royale, Mistress Makeover Teacher, Kevin Bacon, a policeman, a gay couple, a firefighter, drag kings out of drag, a priest, Adam Lambert. It was just a random random smattering of people. The message was we're all born naked and the rest is drag. But we, if you looked on the social medias, uh, you had people like the Bosco calling out um, the inclusion of some professions that are not so kind to um, our community. Did that matter? Did it affect you? Or should the show have been a little more um, smart with how they curated this? So 
I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a be careful here, but also I think that there's so many important people that are allies of this community. There are a lot of openly gay, trans, lesbian actors and actresses and people in media. Those people could have been represented. Um, I think there is a point where you just have to represent people who support us in our communities. And I feel like some of those people were not highlighted. Um, that being said, um, anything could have happened and this could have been like a last minute kind of deal, but I feel like there could have been a little bit of editing on their part. But nonetheless, I think the message came across um, and I agree. I think that we're all born naked and the rest is drag. Nurse. The viewing party I was at, the host got on the mic and was like, what the fuck was that? And I agree. Um, the, the message was there, but it's just like, the delivery of it, having some people that kind of work against our communities was definitely a choice. And um, I just didn't feel like it was like diverse enough. It was like, hey, like, we're just gonna put this in your face as like fan service or like just to seem like we have a message that it, it was so unnecessary, I feel like. Yeah. We're going to get a special performance of Built on Drag from Wigloose. It's um, performed by two certified sex icons from my heart, Leland and Orville Peck. Um, oh, and the queens of season 15. Um, <laughs> this was a really uh, touching moment in sentiment, but it was very hokey. I'm not going to lie. It was very, very hokey pokey. Like when the queens came out, I was like, can we get the lights up on them a little bit sooner? What is happening here? No, and but then, then you- they're step touching. And then it came to Sugar, who forgot what she was there to do. My mom was like, did she not know the words? Um, and they had to keep focusing on her because she was right over Oral Peck's shoulder. Maybe she was stoned. I don't know what was going on with her, but she did not even open her mouth. Yo, Sugar is in her NPC era. She is like, I don't know the lyrics, but I am here. And that's fine. <laughs> Um, Meanwhile, they and go ahead. No, I feel like she probably did it on purpose. She's like, "Oh, that's my." <laughs> <but> let's go. <laughs> Meanwhile, they uh, they ended it with wig loose, and most of the girls tried the choreo, but Marsha's like, "This was supposed to be my moment. I should have been in the challenge." And she was like, <laughs> "She went ham for it." Um, is wig loose the greatest musical we've seen, or are we being told it is because of the message? I think the message is great. I think there's been a lot of incredible acting challenges and music, uh, musical challenges. Um, I think the best ones for me were the campier ones, but um, I don't know. I think this was a great highlight of the season, but I don't think definitely the best musical. I think it's the, I think people are perceiving it as the best musical and just because of what's happening right yeah. now with like in Tennessee and everything, it's like, oh, it's relatable. But to me, hands down, I would say Glamazonian Airways is the funniest one, the best one. Yeah, I, I think we've just gotten to the point where they've figured out how to hack it and make it look good um, <laughs> compared to some of the other musicals where um, it was a little haphazard. But I'm sure I'll tell you, here, Michael, if it was Let Loose the musical, hands there down. Is. There it is. There it is. All right, it's time to bring back our reigning drag superstar, Willow Pill. Uh, shoot, this was sensational. Shout out to Joshua Naponte for creating this blossoming creation. It really was the perfect thing for Willow to wear this moment. What did y'all think about that look? Listen, honey, this is how you do it. This is how you do a final runway. I feel like last 
finale that the purple look didn't really do it for me for her so I'm glad that she was able to get redemption for this she was giving me cherry blossoms she was giving me like anime princess vibes like it was all there for me she mm, she's so yummy head to toe stunning no notes she will say that she's excited to be there to help pass down the crown she says the past year has been wild as mushroom sales have skyrocketed since her crowning and most importantly for the first time in her life she topped and then we cut to Jax's oh my god face priceless, oh. priceless. she will say that she it was a year of grief and personal struggles but she is at a place where she loves what she does she says that she knows the that the winner of drag race the most adored woman in America with her gorgeous ass. If they're struggling, that it's okay if you are too. Her advice to the winner, only shoplift the small things. I <laughs> love a thievery joke. It's time to bring out Cornbread, who is fulfilling her Beauty and the Beast fantasy as she is the beast and uh, kind of looks sexy. I was, I was here for that look. Rather than just sharing the name of Miss Congeniality, she's got a rap first, which whoever wrote that should win a prize. Give them- that $2,000 from Olay Body. Mm-hmm. I was expecting maybe like Angela Bassett did like a little <laughs> yeah. a little reference to that. That would have been camp, but um, I love rap, so that was fun. The queens of season 15 have voted, and the winner will win $10,000 courtesy of Olay Body, and that person is Malaysia Baby Doll Fox. Fox? Listen, she was nice on the season, but I was going for Selena's titties for Miss Congeniality, maybe. I I think she was, what? You don't agree? I, I thought Spice might have taken it. Oh, T. I don't think anyone was congenial. Maybe Marsha was sweet, like, but that's the problem, is we didn't see anyone's real congenial area because we went back to the basics and we've got shade all season long. Oh, that's so true. Um, the thing for me though is like when you get Miss Congeniality, that that gets you uh to the top of the casting list for all stars. I'm not sure Malaysia should be on the top of any list for all stars compared to the rest of this cast. I mean, just wait till we get to all stars eight because I got feelings about a certain all uh Miss Congeniality that is going to be on that season, and I'm not happy, but. We'll get there. We will get there. <laughs> um, do you think we should bring back the fan vote or are you content with this voting system? I'm and the fact is they, 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 they were there, so they would know better than we would. Yeah. And honestly, if, if it's the fans voting, it just becomes fan favorite at that point. Yeah. I agree. And when I was at my viewing party, Selena's titties kind of talked about like the voting process. You get like a sheet and apparently there's like specific things about each person that you vote about, which I loved hearing. And it wasn't you don't just circle a name is the way she kind of made it seem like. So um, I like the way that they do that. I'm going to figure out how they do it in Belgium because I I, I got my tea from uh, one of my dear friends, Edna Sorgelson, uh, that uh, they voted as well. But I don't know if they had that deep of a system. As, but um, good for her. $10,000. She can buy a lot of new drag. Sponsored by Olay Body. <laughs> um, so what does Malaysia have to say? In a season full of errors, she's finally in her congenial era. I really hope we've, we're done with errors on Drag Race. Is this going to be the new um, Inner Saboteur? Yes. <laughs> I think oh, it's funny. I think it's funny. I think it's just they're playing, they're just being funny and silly girls. But you both are younger than I am and understand the era thing. I don't. I'm too old for this shit. I'm in my old age era. 
<laughs> Look, there you go. There it is. Learning. Uh, Olay Body will offer the Queens $2,000 for a sickening season. Can I have money too? But I got to ask this question. Why was Rue not involved in this segment? That is so true. Did they she were get like- stuck in the toilet again? Maybe. That's my theory about uh, why Michelle hosted for that one episode. I think Rue had the shits and was stuck in the toilet. <laughs> Maybe they were up in that costume department trying to find something else for her to wear. But that's possible. Um, now, before we head to break, Michelle and her dear friend Vanessa Williams will tell us to mark your calendars for June second for season two, of Queen of the Universe. Will either of you be watching? Sure. Yes. It's okay. I'll be watching for all y'all and I will be recapping it on the podcast. I'll be watching the block talk. <laughs> I'm excited for it. All <laughs> right. It is now time to honor my favorite drag queen, internationally tolerated drag superstar and queen of all queens, Jinx Monsoon. Because we had the time on the, the telecast, Jinx will give a live performance and she has gifted us all the opportunity to see her do what she did in Chicago with her rendition of When You're Good to Mama. Um, did either of you get to see her in Chicago? No. I sure did. And oh my God, it was incredible. First off, this look slayed. Um, and then she slayed the song. This was definitely a riff of the original orchestration and vocals. And she showed how much of a powerhouse she is and what she can do. Um, I am so excited for her and for Doctor Who. Um, I am a huge Whovian. So like, this is like huge for me. What did you think of Jinx? I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was stunning. I guess I forgot how incredible she was at singing. I like I knew because I, it's been so long for me. I mean, I I don't know. I really was blown away, and I really think she is. She's in her live vocals era. She sure <laughs> is. I mean, the, the reality is she's not been away from it forever, but she she is really. Yeah. allowing herself to say i am a powerhouse this is what drag can do um rue is going to chat with broadway star jinx monsoon and the way that they captured poppy whooping that's my girl what a ham that meme is going to go all, all over the place now <laughs> and don't tell me that i was the only one thinking that rue and jinx were ketchup and mustard I love that. No, wait, now that you say oh, that. really? Yeah. And they're yeah. both the same height. They look like yeah, the yeah. bottle tubes. Yes, they do. Now, Jinx will give us um, some plugging of her North American tour, Everything at Stake, and she will go everywhere that will have her. And then the two of them break and have a laughing fit. And I thought that was genius. That was, like, what I kind of love about Rue now, that, like, her stars are now almost bigger than she is. Um, so she can have those laughing times. And it did remind me of Dragon last year when the bitch couldn't remember Jinx's name. Good times. Good times. <laughs> now, Rue will share Jinx's um, season five Tic Tac lunch. First off, the amount of filter that camera had on Rue, unreal. Yeah, girl. That was a lot. There was a halo around that woman. They just slathered the Vaseline onto the lens. Um, but yeah, there was, I think it was a touching moment um, that back in 2013, Jinx says her life dream was to do drag on Broadway and it's full circle. Um, listen, do not underestimate the power of this show. If you dream it, anything is possible. Um, and drag has power. So anyone who is against drag, go fuck yourself. Yep. 
Jinx will thank Rue for everything she's done for her drag queens everywhere and the world of drag. She says, it's amazing to know who you are supposed to be and you fight for the ability to be that. And then you be that and it's exactly who you're supposed to be. And Jinx will remind us one more time to donate to the ACLU Drag Defense Fund because when you're good to mama, mama's good to you. So I said, what are you going to give me, Jinx? (laughs) A twink. Listen, I'll take one. To to be fair, to be fair, when she was in um, UK with her husband, her husband did look at my grinder profile. So um, there's that. You got a shot. That's the best part about DragCon is I put myself on incognito mode because I'm trying to be professional. But uh-huh. you just open that up and it's like Pokemon Go of drag queens because the entire grid is all Rue girls. <laughs> it's amazing. Great times. <laughs> um, who else would you like to see do Broadway? What other drag artist? Ooh. Are we talking from this only, season? Only from this season. Oh, I feel like Marsha was on Broadway. So, I mean, I was. She and I have already talked. It's like, you just need to call um, Moulin Rouge and ask for like one night only to play Satine. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I'd love to see her in even bigger productions. I saw some clips of her from from Kinky Boots. And I don't know. I really think that she has a lot ahead of her as far as acting and singing. And mm, can't wait for her. I so I when I saw Kinky Boots, the off-Broadway version, I was like, oh my God, I'm coming. And she's like, I'm not in the show today. I was like, what? Do you know what they're doing? What? Filming? Filming the promos. Yep. Like, <laughs> so we were supposed to be done yesterday. We we're not done. I was like, it's fine, it's fine. Um, first, anyone who you want to see on Broadway? Lucy. In Let Loose. In Let Loose. I'm here for it. But yeah. as Victoria Elizabeth Black cosplaying as Lucy Laduca. <laughs> there it is. All right. Sasha Colby and Itra have re-entered the chat. Sasha is wearing a giant puffer coat. Uh, we know that there is going to be something underneath it. Um, and Anitra reminded me kind of of what Jax wore the finale of Iconic. Um, if you go back to the archives of that one, it is very similar with a big heart and veins and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Prior to tonight, they were asked to prepare a lip sync performance of Knock on Wood by Amy Stewart. And I was like, thank you for going back to classics. I know we've been loving the new generation music for these last lip syncs. I like that we went with Knock on Wood. What did you, What was your take on the song? Oh, T. I mean, it was perfect for them. I think that it was, I mean, something you'd see for Sasha, but I feel like it would be, it's kind of something different you'd expect from Anitra. So I Absolutely. really thing that it highlights you know the best parts of them so you can have your kind of like ballad emotion moment but it can also be high energy I think it was really really smart planning on their part Mm -hmm. I I was a little worried about the song because I've known I've known it's been done before on the show and I know the song but um as soon as I heard it I was like okay this does make sense like the first do 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 I was like yeah oh this is a finale song all right, let's go through this. Uh, Sasha immediately ducks out of that jacket. I was like, why? Save it for later. This is your final form. I mean, that just dress was cunt. And I was as I was sitting there, they were cutting to Anitra a lot. She had a lot of airtime. And I was scared. I was a little scared. Oh, that. Sasha did a lot of posing because only she could do a pose and went lip sync. I was like, I'm very scared. What is happening? Um, Anitra defaulted into what works for her. A lot of Vogue-ish, a lot of um, tricks of Anitra's nature. But then Sasha's second reveal was a brilliant idea, but you know there was a flaw when they had to cut to the wide shot to cover up the blunder. 
because it didn't come off properly. I I thought that added to it. It's I, real. I'm, Sasha's not perfect. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. I think if they would have kept it in, it wouldn't have like discredited her win anyways. I feel like it came out on time. It hit the beat, and it it might have been a blunder, but like that happens in performance. Yeah, it all it was great. Like, listen for her if she has like any hiccups. That makes me love her even more and makes sure. me even love a performance even more because she is the queen of recovery. She is able to pivot. If, if Even if that dress didn't come off, she would make a moment of like, oh, I can't get out, I'm stuck in a cage, blah, 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 blah. And she'd find a way to get out of it in a different way. Um, and that's a true professional right there. Absolutely. Um, Anitra, very repetitious in her movement, but when she pulled the ribbon from her heart, I really loved that moment. I thought it was really, really cool. And then Sasha ending the performance in a giant coat. I was like, only you could do that. Only like, fucking you. On it, like a stole. I was like, it was brilliant. Ugh. Now, simply based on the lip sync alone, who was the winner of the lip sync? I say Sasha, personally. Okay. Um, I think her performance style is very interesting. Her performance style has a lot of levels, and it's always been that way. She shows face, she shows body, she poses, and then she gives energy. She's always done that. That's always been her equation and it's always worked for her and it worked really well tonight. So for that, she showed everything that a performer needs to show um, to get all those marks. Again, paying homage to Continental and knowing what you need to do to execute correctly. So I don't know. For me, it was a hands down perfect performance. Uh, Sasha as well, but for a completely different reason. She had a fully realized performance. She had an idea and she had a story to tell. Like being the rich bitch in a gown on top of this expensive ass puffer and then like pulling out a rod to like have your dress just collapse away from you i thought that was like so gorgeous well done and uh the little tidbit that really got to me that made me really say she was the winner was the planning that went into it because if you pay attention she had one bobby pin holding that bun together and all she did was take out one bobby pin and that thing came like flawlessly and i'm like you practice that well, she practiced that. She's been practicing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, it's Sasha. Again, the camera pan to Nitra. So, like, logically, your mind wants to say Nitra, but she just, it was not like the other lip syncs she had done. And I think that was her downfall, is it was not as strong as anything we've already seen her do. I found her to be all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, she she was very sloppy. She did the the as Leomi says the three sixty dip, and it was not executed correctly. And she yeah. was just kind of she was flipping and flopping, and it it just it seemed it's I don't know like she was trying too hard. Like she knew she was in hot water. She knows that she's up against Sasha Colby. She said like I think she would even say out of all the bitches there, she would not want to go up against Sasha Colby. So she knew she was in hot water, and sometimes you get sloppy for that and i don't know i think she did sometimes you just have to ask production for a seat to enjoy the show okay <laughs> in addition to the title of america's drag superstar the winner of rupaul's drag race will earn a crown and scepter provided by fierce drag jewels here supply of anastasi beverly hills cosmetics and a cash prize of two hundred thousand dollars serves no longer powered by cash app the time's come to crown our queen the winner of drag race 15 is sasha colby um y'all they just spoiled the season when they announced the cast um, I mean, I think we all agree, right? She won. We all agree. Ah, uh, mother won. 
Sasha will say that this goes to every trans person, past, present, and future, because we are not going anywhere. And just as a note and reminder, in the past four American seasons, including All-Stars, the winner has been trans or non-binary. That is huge. The show is finally making strides. Good job. Good job. And what a way to end the season. What a person to represent the new era and like go into this. Absolutely. All right. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? Absolutely. Where does Sasha fall in the rankings of our 15 winners? Okay. So for me personally, um, Sasha Velour will always be my favorite winner of all time, no matter what. Um, she's a muse. She is an artist. She's a creator. Um, in my head, she's number one and Sasha Colby could be like maybe a number two or number three. But, um, I think as far as like fully realized entertainers that know exactly what they're doing and how to execute that, she's very much up there. Um, so Sasha Colby is maybe one, like number three for me for best winner of all time. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm in the same boat as you where I have like my favorite of favorite, which is Bob, number one, always. But if Bob wasn't in the equation, she would definitely be top three along with um, Bianca and Sasha. I, I Bianca is going to be my number one always and forever. Uh, Sasha's definitely going to be in the top five. I would have really have to analyze her journey compared to other people's journeys in shorter seasons, different comparisons of different factors um but she's definitely a top tier winner absolutely she slayed this season um i mean even if this was a a a 10 or 12 episode season she still would have destroyed everybody yeah absolutely and she is the only person in any season i've ever watched where i was like when the cast came out i was like this is not even a competition i've never none of my seasons ever seen that she has been i think she's you know one of my top three best winners but I don't know. One of the fiercest. I, I started Drag Race with season eight because um, I made a, a deal with my friend that I would watch Drag Race. He has to watch Survivor. Um, and I had only gone to like one drag show before in my life and it was Bob the Drag Queen. And I saw that cast like, oh, Bob wins. I knew nothing about Drag Race, but I was like, Bob wins. And I was like, well, that was yeah. a cakewalk also. I had the, I had the same uh, the same feeling. I was like, I don't know who the hell this queen is, but I see it for them. Yeah. All right. Um, this is going to be a hard question. Give me the first three names that get calls for All-Stars. I only want three names. All right. On All-Stars as part of the cast or as like a lip sync assassin? No, as, the, as part of the cast. They're competing again. I'll share mine. I'll let you think for a second. In no particular order, it's Anitra, Mistress, and Lucy. You know what? I subscribe to that. They're definitely going to have Mistress and uh, Lucy on the same season. Uh huh. And Anisha will have her own season. They're going to put her alone. They're not going to, they want her to have her uh, season 15 glory. Mm-hmm. Oh, for me, it's Anitra, Mistress, and I think Lux. I think Lux just needs a little bit more airtime. And, you know, now with this drag race money, I feel like her package now going into an all star season is going to be insane. Um, so, yeah. I think Lux for me might get more of a phone call for like a verse the world type season. Oh yeah. Um, Cause I don't know if she would win in an all-star season. I think she wants to win. So she'd be like, give me verse the world. I think I can hack that format. <laughs> the one I want to see on all-stars is Robin Fierce though. 
you know what? Yes. Again, we're not going to spoil anything for what's going to probably happen this week, but if that cast is any precursor to what things could happen in the future, yeah, Robin Fierce is definitely going to be able to come back. Mm-hmm. I, just, I, I, I hope they have a, like, a rhyme and reason to tell us why certain people are on this season, all, all stars eight cast, because I just don't get it. I really don't get it. But it's going to be fun times. Yeah. Fun times. All right. Where can we find you on social media and Venmo, Lucia? Oh, well, hi, my name's Lucia Fuchsia. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Farmers Only. Um, anywhere you can beat me, try to reach me. Um, my Venmo is at Lucia Fuchsia, L-U-C-I-A-F-U-C-H-S-I-A, honey. Amazing. You could find me on Instagram, everywhere, Reddit, the jail at Persophony, P-U-R-S-S-O-P-H-O-N-I-E. And Venmo is Tippurs, T-I-P-P-U-R-S-S. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun to chat it out. Yes, thank you for having us. Yeah, it was so fabulous. I had a great time. 